You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. We are broadcasting live from 10 Space in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is a live immersive activation. Something I you know just love me, you know, some live events. Of course, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is a conference for you to check out in a beautiful October in San Diego, California, where if you want to learn all things Web3, NFTs, crypto, creator coins, and more, you might, from those that are learning to learn new, to collaborate, to maybe building your own project, definitely check them out. We'll talk a little bit more about them at the end of the show. All right, friends. So now we are, of course, live in beautiful Columbus, Ohio, and here at the event, uh, you know, there are some you know great projects that are on display, and one of them happens to be MM3, and we're going to talk a little bit about that project. And I got Elliot from MM3. So Elliot, thanks so much for joining me. I'm here live in the space. Uh, let the audience know a little bit about who you are and about MM3, and then we'll just get into the interview. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Elliot. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Amethyst. Amethyst is a Web3 a brand equity and IP development company. And our latest project is MM3. MM3 is an NFT project. It's 6,226 avatars um, that is inspired by Marilyn Monroe and backed by her estate. All right. So there's a couple of things I want to get into that. So you mentioned, you know, about the agency itself. Talk to me. So, you know, I think Web3 agencies, there's lots of names or things that kind of put in there. Lots of projects work with different people. How do you guys like what, what kind of projects or what kind of work uh, can you cover with the, some of the projects that you guys have worked with? Yeah, so we actually started, we're actually our main goal is to actually create uh, virtual avatars, virtual idols for the metaverse. And um, our first project was a, uh, we partnered with Marilyn's estate and we recreated her digitally for the first time through CGI. Um, and then we dressed her in like luxury fashion and we put her on the cover of magazine and then these are sold as NFTs. So this was our first iteration working with um, a large scale IP, but we kind of wanted to show like how you kind of, um, how the progression of taking a Web2 IP, native IP and taking putting it in Web3. So we came up with MM3, which is completely, which is inspired by Marilyn Monroe, but it's technically a, a Web3 native, completely IP. Um, and this is kind of how we show this progression of, you know, what you can do in terms of taking native Web2 native IP or creating um, Web3. Well, I mean, I think this is a, I mean, it's a, it's a whole evolution, right? Because I think for a lot of people, when they assume uh, metaverse avatar. They're not assuming or understanding, you know, is that an NFT or where does an NFT fall in there? But even going as far back as, you know, uh, like the, the brand and, you know, IP around Marilyn Monroe, not to mention how that kind of falls into an NFT and then uh, where that plays into the metaverse. 
how do you guys look at that NFT, like that role? Because you know, we'll talk a little bit about MM3 and just the art, and it definitely stands out as uh, art that is much more than just a photo placeholder on the front of a crypto token. Talk to me a little bit about like that kind of connection point on how, how you guys are thinking about you know, NFT, NFTs to really symbolize and, and represent the avatars that will live in the metaverse. Yeah, so we, you know, our idea is that we want these avatars, these virtual avatars, to to grow from communities, some existing NFT communities, and this is why we created our own native um, community was to build our build an own avatar based off that community. And I think, you know, our our idea is that you have competing avatars in the metaverse, like as if it's like American Idol or something like this. You know, in Asia, virtual humans, virtual idols is like this multi-billion-dollar industry. And it hasn't really kind of, you know, been explored yet in the West. And I think, you know, with the expansion of Web3 in the metaverse, it's a great opportunity for people to kind of explore this. Um, not only these virtual avatars, but also this gamification element of NFTs and not just be, you know, there's so much more that we haven't explored yet. You know, we're so early in the space um, and there's so much to, to, to learn and to grow. And this is definitely something that we believe is kind of the future. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the future and the present, right? Like, which is, I think, part right. of the, the story that's being told there. And I think, the you know, part of it, I'm curious just from, like, you know, the art creation and the story that the NFT art represents, right? You mentioned, you know, we, from a, we have avatar, modular, you know, component of that. How did the, you know, connecting the dots between the IP, the traditional Web2 IP, you know, what the NFT was going to symbolize and how that was going to go in the, into the, you know, metaverse, how did that art kind of come together? Yeah, I mean, for MM3, you know, it was a Marilyn Monroe-inspired project, and we wanted, you know, these 6,000 avatars to kind of represent everything that she stood for and everything she believed in, and that's why you see, like, a, such a diverse group of women. It's all about inclusion and, and you know, things that are kind of hot topics at the moment, and this was super important for us. As our team is very diverse from for years now. Um, and it was all, it was really important to grow a community that was native, uh, you know, in the space and also something that could, could grow into something much bigger. So when you, when, you know, I think the idea of, you know, being inspired by Marilyn Monroe, there, you know, I think probably lots of places you can go with such a iconic, you know, kind of brand and impression that, you know, people have. And I think there's often the assumption that, you know, the kids are playing in crypto and NFTs and Marilyn Monroe although iconic, you know, across every generation, uh, there's definitely, you know, kind of how that kind of represents differently. How did you guys kind of take into account, like when you're thinking about like how that represents and even how the avatar is going to look, how do you take into account like kind of the, the generations that kind of have a, a different kind of feel or, or how Marilyn Monroe kind of shows up in that, you know, for each one of them? Yeah. I mean, I've been working now because our first project, I've been working with the estate for about 10, almost more than a year now. Um, from our first project and it's amazing I had no idea when I first started <laughs> that, like the fan base that Marilyn kind of comes with and um, you know I'm not a representative of the estate so I can't you know speak directly of it but I can only speak from my own experience of working uh, now alongside the estate and, and on projects uh, with them that you know her fan base is so diverse and um they and meaning like everybody the level of in like the way people care about her as a person and, and what she symbolizes you know has carries such weight that you also have to think about the all of these things that when you're creating something because you know 
you can't just make something and think that everything is going to be accepted by everybody because you're talking about an IP that's so large on a scale that you know is probably one of the biggest and most well-known people, famous person of all time. So, you know, and you mentioned, you know, modular, right? And I think when people have a visual, you know, when someone, I think, you know, even those that are listening right now, right, that when they think about an avatar, I think there's an assumption, you know, everyone kind of thinks of an avatar a little bit differently. Um, when everyone thinks of an NFT, the more than likely they're probably thinking of some kind of ape or some kind of punk that they have exposure to. What is, what is like modular NFT or even the modular kind of represent for you guys? And how are you kind of approaching that, you know, in this project? Yeah, I think, you know, two ways, you know, we're super excited, obviously, because of, you know, the background of the project, but we're also, we're using a new protocol called EIP3664, which enables you to to have a modular NFT that remains on chain, which is, you know, people have done modular projects before, but it's always been off chain. So this is definitely something, this EIP comes from um, actually gaming background. Um, and the way we see it is, you know, it, it's two ways, you know, first of all, it's an endless roadmap because, you know, we're create, we can create endless amounts of wearables for these avatars on a never ending infinite number. But also, if you think about it from a financial standpoint, there's two types of people, you know, there's the people who are interested in NFTs for the art and kind of this gamification element. And you think about it like a Barbie for say, like, you know, being able to dress it. But then if you go on the other side and you think about from a financial standpoint, you know, if you think about it, like very basically as a stock split, when you buy an NFT, you technically get six. So, you know, you can sell, trade, exchange and, and, you know, the value also of your NFT when you, when other collections come out, other wearables come up, is going to go up, up and down to pace, depending on what your avatar is wearing. So there's so many different levels of, you know, ways that this project can can expand that we think it's you know there's the it's for the gamers but it's also for the people that are more interested in the financial side i think it's such a important component of this right because it is much more than you know just playing into one side right when when if a project is like gamer only focused uh i'm one of those rare techies that is not happens not to be a a big gamer and uh one of the things that you know that you mentioned you know as far as a new protocol right so working with an iconic brand, having like that connection in the metaverse with the avatar, but also, you know, working with another protocol. I think there's often an assumption like, oh, well, that means that NFT project is either complicated or complex with all the different pieces. Talk to me a little bit about that protocol and kind of how that kind of represents for those that might be a collector or those that are, are looking at that as like, you know, maybe a, a step for what they could even represent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the software is pretty easy, you know, like it just enables, you know, your, your avatar to be completely modular. And you can literally, we have a, from once you mint, we have a separate site. It's like called a backpack and you can basically just add and remove each element. Um, and also like an OpenSea, you know, we'll, we'll drop collections on our own site and be able to mint like from different brands. But then on OpenSea on secondary, you know, you can technically just buy, you know, if you want to buy a new necklace, you buy a new necklace and then it you, literally is added to your backpack through your wallet. And you can just interchange from this, from our site on the backpack. So I think it adds like, it's super interesting the way because you, you're targeting so many different people. You're targeting like the, the gamers, you're targeting like the people that see it as a financial again and then you're also targeting like these maryland fans and also like this fashion fashion crew that's also a super new, new interesting um add to what web3 is like the fashion crowd so i think it's a it's kind of for everybody and that's kind of the ethos of the project from the beginning 
Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot to be a lot to be said and done. So you know, I, I think one of the things too, when when people think about modular, I think they often assume that what you're minting originally is not like a complete body of work. And you know, we minted uh, you know this project for part of our Mint 365 collection, uh, which you know excited to have it as part of our collection. But you know, it represents it is a full on you know avatar with some really amazing uh, work. Uh, talk to me a little bit about so you know in that process because like, you know a lot of this comes down to education of the NFT holder. You mentioned you know there's mint drops. Is the is the full collection out now? What is the how is the collection being rolled out? And then let's say someone buys one on secondary market. What are what does kind of that look like for them? Kind of embracing that modular component. Yeah, so the we designed like the base the base level that we're releasing now. So we just did our mints for allow list, and, and so that this is the base level and components that we designed ourselves. And then we have or we have a lot of partnerships in the, in the roadmap for like different designers, different artists who are going to drop their own collections of wearables or components. Um, and so you know, for right now, everybody that's we haven't renounce any of those we're kind of holding it tight to our chest or you know of, of these drops but there's definitely some really cool stuff that's going to come up um and partnerships that we have in the roadmap um and so whatever you have now is you can still trade like whatever if you were able to obtain from this last mint you know you can still trade and you we still have a component site on on open um, and you can still buy different things and interchange what's available now. But there's definitely going to be a lot more that you'd be able to play with in the future. I love that because I think, you know, the entry point for brands, you know, when they're thinking about getting in this space, I think it's often assumed that you have to build your own audience, build your own discord, build your own NFT project. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that that's where brands look at the only entry point in this space, right? I love right. the idea, you know, a watch manufacturer, I'm a hat guy. Literally, I have hundreds of hats. Uh, the idea that a company like New Era could could come in and partner and have a, a modular hat that could be, uh, you know, dropped as an NFT, those owners of the project. So, like total avatars in the collection. What are like? What is the numbers? What does that look like? And then how do you? How are you thinking? Is there going to be like? I mean, you mentioned uh, endless possibilities. How do how do you look at like you know the total number of you know accessories? How do you guys kind of factor all of that into the discussion? Yeah. So there's six thousand two hundred twenty six avatars, which is the year Marilyn was she died and the year she was born. So you know we thought about that. Um, so the, the number of avatars will never change. This will always be 6,226. The number of kind of attributes or additional wearables is technically, I can't put a number on it because it's, it's kind of limitless. You know, it, it could go on for, for infinite. Um, it depends on how the community, maybe the community at one time wants to say, okay, enough is enough. But I think everybody, you know, if it's been happening in Web2 for like, for the past few years, like, um, collaborations and wearables and, and this is this kind of the same thing you know we're just onboarding and it's a great entry point for also web2 brands um, and people to to jump into web3 because you already have an existing community you know it's a great um, ip you know and it's a great way to kind of sell also your collection and as we see you know fashion in in web3 and in the metaverse kind of explode at the moment you know this is a great opportunity um for for brands to to hop in and this is something that amethyst that we're really really strong you know it's a strong belief is you know bridging the gap between web2 web3 you know if you're in web3 now you're still a super early adopter but educating more people is kind of the goal 
I love that. Of course, that's what we're doing here at the podcast. Right. And, I, you know, I, you're, you know, you're even working like at an activation here uh, experience, you know, for those that are listening. You know, I'm sitting in, uh, on uh, High Street here in Columbus, Ohio uh, at an activation and it's an in-person yeah. activation. I, I went through it and it's pretty amazing. I, I tell you, just for, for me walking the space and, and the, you know, you can actually put on a headset and, and go into what it looks like a mining room for mining crypto. And, uh, and so, I, you know, one of the other pieces that, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the buying and selling or even the financial component. How does that work from like a rarity perspective on someone having different, you know, components? And then how does that work when someone sell? If I, if I add, you know, four or five, let's just say components to my, my avatar that I minted, uh, and then I go to sell that, do all of those go with it? How do you guys kind of, how does that all work with the protocol? Yeah, so when you sell your NFT, you have to sell it as a complete set. So the next person that buys it has a complete set. You can't sell it um, as just like the base. Um, and we haven't, there are, there is a rarity to each item, but we haven't announced yet with the rarity. We're going to wait until uh, public mint because I don't think it's fair to do it until then. Um, but there, there, there has been everything, every, component has been scaled to a rarity level. Um, and I think that also will definitely entice people to kind of interchange and in the attributes and kind of play with it more from a financial standpoint when they learn that, okay, if I have this, you know, obviously if I have a, a very well-known brand who's going to be doing accessories or clothing, you know, this is going to add value to my, to, to my NFT and increase, you know, the, the value of it. Now you mentioned, you know, avatars and metaverse. I think anytime we mention the two of them, uh, there's often the discussion of which metaverse or uh, how can that avatar be used in the metaverses that are available today. So how do, how does that work as far as those that you know, might be minting one during the public mint? Is it you know multiple uh, metaverses they can play, and how does that work as far as uh, you know kind of the metaverse representation of the NFT? Yeah, so Amethyst is building its own um, a metaverse called AFAN. And this is basically just going to be for the idol competitions and the idol shows. Uh, but we do, we are, we do want it for it to be multiverse. You know, we don't want it to be just limited to one uh, metaverse, or we want people to be able to take their avatars into into different spaces. I think this is kind of the ethos of Web three. You know, like we don't want to just separate. You know, we don't want to become just one place where your avatar can only live. You know, this is the whole purpose of what we're doing here in Web3 is creating this space for everybody and inclusion. Um, and it's super important for us for that, too. Well, I love hearing that because uh, my podcast audience knows uh, back in December, I decided to invest heavily in an avatar that unfortunately was stuck into one metaverse. And unfortunately, said metaverse is no longer uh, operating no. at a at a scale. And I was, uh, I, I will say, I was turned off by the avatar concept uh, because of that one experience I had. Uh, and then thankfully, uh, I've, I've picked up a couple of cents that I, I love having that kind of universal component. Um, you mentioned the idle competition side, right? So, uh, you know, from a utility, from a, you know, first of all, you know, it's with the Marilyn Monroe you know, Essos, like the idea that you have modular, you can add, um, you know, different components on there. You know, talk to me a little bit about like that, you know, the, the idle type piece of this. And then also, I'm guessing, you know, the backpack concept on the website, is that something native that you guys created for this project? Or is that part of the protocol? How did, how did that all come together? So for the backpack, we created ourselves um, that, you know, we wanted a place where everybody could kind of like your closet, for example, you know, like where all your clothing accessories live. 
Um, I think this was super important because I think over time you're going to amass um, quite a collection or that's kind of the idea. Um, so this is something we created. Um, and then for the metaverse and the idols, I mean, you know, we the way we see it is like we're trying to recreate like the Web3 version of influencers and celebrities, you know, because you can't take an existing... I, web 2 ip and kind of just create it in a digital web 3 version because you know that person if you pick a random celebrity and you say okay i'm going to create a digital avatar of this person like the ip rights get very complicated and this person is never going to agree to do x y and z if, if the community if a DAO is deciding on what's going to happen to this person this person can always turn around and say hey i don't want to do that because because it's not native web 3 and it's, it's owned by a, a web 2 person Whereas if you create a Web3 native IP virtual avatar, virtual human, you know, it's fully controllable by the community. And this is kind of what we're doing here now in Web3. Um, and this is how we see it playing out. You know, if you have brand collaborations that want to partner with this avatar, then it's easy for a consensus, general consensus from the community to decide, okay, I want to take this deal. I don't want to take this deal. You know, you can't have somebody who is an existing IP that's, that has, you know, is a human and, and can always turn around and say, no, that's not for me. I, I think it's such an important component of this whole conversation, right? I think that we have to look at this from, you know, it's easy to say like a DAO can operate and make all the decisions, but right. there, there are decisions that impact, you know, all aspects uh, of project of legacy IP and, and things right. that, you know, go for way back into many years into, you know, even the impact of other art, physical art projects of Marilyn Monroe. Right. right. I, I think people kind of, uh, you know, forget that. And when we talk physical, right, I'm curious, you know, we're here at, at 10 space and um, you know, for those that are listening, this isn't, you know, paid promo as everyone knows me that you know, I'm very transparent in the relationship. And, and I you know, found out about the spotlight on crypto here, uh, in Columbus, uh, we decided to come here and be able to record in person. You know, I'm all for kind of showing the offline side. And, you know, for your project, right, the, there's an assumption, you know, you're creating avatars with modular components with a bleeding edge protocol that plays into the metaverse. What the hell are you doing in a Columbus, Ohio, you know, IRL activation? Can you talk to me a little bit about like how that partnership or how that connection happened and why do you value having kind of your NFT project even displayed in some, you know, in a physical gallery like we're at right now? It's purely for us, it was all about education. You know, it was all about, you know, the user base technically in Web3 now is still quite minimal. Um, and there's so much that, there's so much that can be learned and, and there's so much knowledge to give. Um, and I think everybody that's in Web3 now and every user that's in the NFT space or crypto space, that, you know, all we want is just to kind of onboard more people. And I think any opportunity that you have to 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 be part of something, you know, what they're doing at 10 Space, which is amazing, by educating the local community on crypto, on Web3, on NFTs, I think every you know the more we educate, the more we, we talk about it, you know, the more user base that we're going to get, the more beneficial it is for us. Well, I mean, anytime anyone says that they're they're investing and letting, you know, people to use their, you know, their NFT, their art uh, to help onboard and educate, I, I am all for. I think this space needs more projects and leaders that are, are leaning that way. You mentioned, um, you know, you had the allow list and, and the mint. Um, is yeah. there a date on the on the public mint? If there's people that are listening to this that want to, uh, you have an opportunity to get an avatar, what are some of those dates if you can share? And uh, of course, for those that are listening, 
we'll have links and everything um, in the in the bio in the show notes here. But uh, what what does it look like kind of moving forward from here? Yeah, so we did an OG Mint and it did really well. Um, it was just for friends and family and team because you know obviously we wanted to do you know given market conditions we wanted to do a full mint at one point and you know it's just not realistic at this time with anybody that's involved in nfts they know it's just it's not a good time um but you know we wanted to do something so we did this special allow list mint 1000 um and this actually minted out in two hours just over two hours and so the next one will be another allow list mint um the date we haven't kind of announced yet um and then after that we will do public and so we still have just over 5,000 um, avatars, you know, still in the collection that haven't been minted. Um, but the, the goal is to, to fully mint all of them. Um, and we're going to, we're staggering it. And I think this is just a strategy that for us at this time makes sense, given, given what's happening with the market and announcements we will make um, on our, ch- our social channels. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, the beauty of this, too, is there is a secondary market. And, you know, we, we minted one for our collection, which we you know appreciate being included on that allow list to mint for our Mint 365. But, you know, I picked mine up, my own personally, uh, spent with my own ETH on on secondary there, uh, pre-reveal, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and, the you know, the whole reveal, I was super excited to uh to be able to participate in that and kind of see that part. So for those that are are interested in listening, there's definitely still you know a secondary market. Um, and I you know I'm with you. I I you know I made a couple of predictions on you know back in January that I predicted this space goes to a choose your own adventure version of avatar creation and NFT creation. Uh, that was before I realized that you know protocols were being uh, kind of developed in this space that uh, where you guys are going. So. I, as a futurist, I kind of like being proven right in certain places. I'm wrong majority of the time, uh, but I like being proven right. And I, I love that what you're doing there. Uh, and I also like, you know, I think the the phase out approach makes a lot of sense, right? I think phasing out the mint, you know, I, I was watching, uh, you know, on social as well as like through icy tools and things, you know, for uh, the collection, you know, over the, you know, couple hours. It, I didn't, it didn't seem like two hours to me. It seemed like it went pretty darn fast on the, on the mint out. Um, you know, I guess for, you know, we'll kind of wrap a, wrap a bow on this and just hear it from the standpoint of, you know, you mentioned the endless possibilities, right? Brands that could partner and bring their modular, you know, components to uh, the holders. When you look at like, you know, those that are, are jumping into this idea of avatar, metaverse and, and connecting all the dots, uh, what would you say like for those that are, are listening that are saying like, you know, maybe this seems like it's too much for them to wrap their head around, or maybe they're they're still looking for like, okay, well, what does that mean for a, I'm a holder? How how do you kind of kind of present this whole where we're going with this uh, for those that are are still looking kind of for that aha? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, like when you go to the Discord and, and Twitter, you know, everybody nobody really knows like the back end of what's been happening for the last like year and how building this and obviously everybody knows that the market's not great so you know there's a lot of apprehension a lot of you know i just tell people you know you should do your own research a little bit on on kind of the team you should definitely dox the people and see you know some of the past projects they've done and and you know don't just it's a way as if you're investing normally in, in the stock market you wouldn't just invest blindly you do some do your own research look at like who the team is behind it and what they've done in the past and see if they're actually capable of doing something um before before spending your money on something that you know then you go into discord and you start saying you know oh this is a scam project or something like this like 
anybody that's working in Web3 and NFTs at the moment, like it's not an easy time, you know? Like we had, it's not, like, it's not easy. Truth. It's, it's just straight up, like it's not yep. easy. And to drop, to drop an NFT project and also have, you know, something mint out within a thousand units, mint out in two hours, like it's not easy. And trust me, it's not, it's, it wasn't, you know, it was very stressful. And, but you know what, I think we already kind of proved ourselves a little bit with our first project. You know, we had with our first Maryland project, we had 1.3 billion impressions in the first four days. You know, we're that's billion, very, that's billion with a B, right? Billion with, billion a, B. with a B. Yeah. <laughs> also, also very surprising. Um, so, you know, we, we have a lot of experience. Um, you know, we come from an advertising background where we're not just trying to, we've thought about this extensively and I know people, a lot of people want answers and they want to know like what's going on, you know, but you have to understand like market conditions, like you, a strategy is a strategy and you kind of have to just go with it. Um, and it's also like, okay, when you invest in something, I know you, you want to know what's going on and definitely we're going to kind of explain to people, you know, you know, what we have planned and a lot of projects that are coming up. Um, but you know, also I always say, just do your own research, see, you know, is this team capable of executing something and is it worth it? And then if you've done your research, then I think that's. Well, I mean, I think doing your research is so important that I added a damn to it. So we say do your own damn research here uh, on the podcast. And I think for those that are listening too, part of it is research, right? I don't buy, uh, you know, personally into every project um, that we're minting. And and for those that are usually overly concerned about like what's happening next and where things are, and this is my own personal opinion, I believe they actually don't do enough research on the front end because if you believe in the team, you trust in the vision, part of that is just coming on on the the ride and i will tell every project that i advise that you know your ability to roll with the punches your ability to you know communicate and bot, you know and kind of weave as this market kind of takes us on this roller coaster that's the project that you want to get behind the projects that are stuck in the mud that are literally doing the same strategy they had a year ago they're just implementing it in 2022 that's part of the problem. That's what got our market <laughs> where we're at uh, today. So, you know, Elliot, thanks so much for for jumping in. Uh, appreciate you coming and sharing about the project. Love that you're investing in education. You know, here at, you know at Ten Space, the fact that people can literally come in off the streets. I mean, off the streets. Uh, yeah. And for those that are watching on YouTube, you can see over my shoulder. Um, you know, you can come in uh, to the activation. You can see you know Marilyn Monroe photo over here on the wall. You can see on you know the digital display the you know the NFTs and the art. You know. I can show off mine that I have on my uh, mobile device since I now we have one in the collection. I have one as well. But uh, for those that are listening, of course, the notes, the show notes will include all the links for the project. Definitely check out the art as always, not financial advice and do your own damn research. And of course, I'll share some links and some behind the scenes stuff from here from uh, 10 space. So Elliot, thanks so much for uh, the MM3 team. Thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thanks so much. All right. And of course, got to give some love to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. You know, great lineup of speakers happening here. We, we talked a little bit on this interview about the metaverse. We talked about, you know, where the different blockchains and even this, the different protocols and standards. You know, if you're looking to learn uh, things like that, things that are practical activations of all things Web3, definitely check out the Crypto Business Conference. Just go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT 365. 
The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show.